today on CityCast DC. So I gotta admit that I have been part of the tiny home craze before, and honestly, who hasn't? But what if we actually took them seriously? Monday was World Homeless Day, so I'm here with Hannah Loader from Street Sense, who's been looking into how lessons from tiny home communities could potentially solve the homelessness crisis here in DC. It's Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is CityCast DC. Thank you so much, Hannah Loader, for being here. And I know we have a special guest in your apartment as well. Yes, my cat is going to make an appearance. She is very loud, but her name is Cappuccino, and she's very happy to be joining us today, too. We're happy to have you both. So Hannah, there is a housing crisis in D.C., and I know that you've been doing some thinking around tiny homes as a possible solution to that crisis. First and foremost, just a level set for folks, what is a tiny home? A tiny home is basically a home, but smaller. There are many different ways that organizations have tried to create tiny homes where they can range from like a shed type situation outside with like a cot and, you know, a place to sleep. Um, But then there can also be like literal houses just scaled down. Um, And that's kind of what Eden Village has done in different places across the U.S. So I know that Eden Village was one of the reasons that really got you thinking seriously about tiny houses as a potential uh, solution to the housing crisis in D.C. What is Eden Village? So Eden Village is a permanent supportive housing community in Springfield, Missouri is where it started. There are two Eden Villages now in Springfield, and basically they're comprised of about like 24 to 30 homes per community, and they offer supportive services to their residents. All of the residents have faced chronic homelessness, and they have some sort of mental or physical disability And it's permanent supportive housing, so they are able to stay there, like, for the rest of their lives if they wanted to. But they can also use that as a stepping stone to a different housing situation if that helps them get back on their feet. That sounds incredible. But my big question is, does that present a model that could actually work in D.C.? So through my reporting, the answer is largely no because of space issues. You know, Springfield, Missouri is a smaller city. There are vacant lots. There are places that it could work. Eden Village has franchised in a way where different communities, different cities can use their model and create a tiny home community like theirs in their own city. So there is one coming soon to Richmond, Virginia. And I spoke with the founder of that community and they are looking for land. Um, That's the biggest issue. So when you think about D.C., That is a very large issue. There would need to be a vacant lot of sorts. There would need to be the correct zoning for this community. And there would just need to be the space, which is largely not available. Yeah, there was a time in my life where I thought, I can't afford a traditional home. I'm going to make a tiny home in D.C. And then I got very excited about it. And then looking into it, I very quickly realized the exact same barriers that you just described in D.C. And then I thought this idea actually will not work. Are there potentially plots of land where this could potentially work in D.C.? 
Yeah, so I did a little bit of research um, just looking at vacant lots or vacant like land and mostly there's not a lot available like in downtown DC. It's more if you cross the Anacostia River, there might be places. So then if that was a possibility and it's a nonprofit or organization wanted to come in and create a tiny home community there, they could do so, but then they would have to think about transportation for residents and being able to access the rest of the city. Another possibility is instead of doing a tiny home community, making it more scattered across the city where, again, you'd have to have the correct zoning, but there are accessory dwelling units where people with land on their property could allow for a tiny home on their property and someone could live there. And then that would scatter the tiny homes throughout the city, but it could be a possible solution. Again, granted, there's correct zoning and people willing to have other people live on their land. Why is the zoning such a particular issue in D.C.? That was something that I was really surprised when I looked into this issue, that the zoning in D.C. is a thing. So zoning is an issue, I think, everywhere. I know D.C. is like, it's... Whenever I looked into accessory dwelling units, um, the zoning is mostly on the outskirts. There's not anything in downtown um, D.C. really. And there's a lot of requirements for the specific zoning for accessory dwelling units. But I know that this has been an issue in cities like across the U.S. And the legislation for tiny homes as accessory dwelling units is kind of a very new thing coming up. So I think it might be more of something that different uh, nonprofits or organizations might have to approach their tiny home accessory dwelling unit developments from that perspective of zoning and legislation in order to make it possible. I am not entirely sure what the specific reason why zoning is so difficult here, but I've talked to so many people and that is like the biggest issue, even with projects that are like apartments or permanent supportive housing that is not in the tiny home realm, it's still a very difficult thing to get zoning, correct? Yeah, you mentioned earlier that one of the potential workarounds is that if you put a tiny house on someone else's land, so if I have a house with land, if I wanted to have a tiny house there, I could. I can already sort of hear people being like, well, I don't want that in my community, or that's not something that would be good for D.C., who would be against this kind of thing? Like, what kind of pushback have you seen around tiny houses as a potential um, way to combat the housing crisis in D.C.? Yeah, so there, there's a name for people who don't like these projects. They're not in my backyard people or NIMBYs. I've talked to a man named Greg Cantori, who is a like housing tiny home enthusiast, and he works in Baltimore talking about these things. But he was telling me, that there is a community of in-my-backyard people. And these are the people that you would want to target for this project of, of accessory dwelling units. So I did some research looking at any like in-my-backyard communities online. But these accounts have not had a lot of traction in the past years. Like the Facebook group is from 2014 and the Instagram group is from 2019. So I think it's kind of something that's fallen under the radar where people would have to start organizing again surrounding these things. And the housing crisis is still at large. So it's something that we need to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that there is already a kind of dormant community of people who are maybe into this idea. And it would take sort of reigniting that conversation with them to really get this to be something that had any potential of being viable. Yeah, exactly. 
the not in my backyard people are largely against like maybe larger communities like a tiny home village might be a difficult thing for them to be on board with. I know in Springfield, that was an issue finding the land. They ended up using an abandoned mobile home park, and that was how they were able to use the correct zoning for the tiny home village and have it be in an area where there wasn't pushback from the community. So in D.C., there would be pushback from the not-in-my-backyard people, but with this accessory dwelling unit idea, there's this autonomy from landowners and homeowners, they would have autonomy over what to do with their land, which I think a lot of people on both sides of the political spectrum would agree with of like, I want to be able to do what I want to do with my land. So that in my backyard, people could say I can have someone living in an accessory dwelling unit on my property. That's interesting that it potentially could be something that unites political ideologies that we think of typically as like not having a lot to unite them. Exactly. Yeah. You've talked about how this might be happening in Springfield or Richmond. Is there something about Maryland or Virginia that makes tiny homes more viable than it is in D.C.? Yeah, so part of it is land because there's more land available in Virginia or Maryland because D.C. is so concentrated. It's probably a more viable option. Then you have to think about how people who are experiencing homelessness in D.C., if they want to move, if they could move to those areas for this kind of community. Another possibility or another aspect of this is like Baltimore. There's a lot of rundown lots or homes that are in need of like revamping to become projects like this that would be possible. In DC, it's the opposite. We have a lot of housing or like buildings, but not the correct zoning or not enough affordable units. And that is the big drawback here. So what do you think it would take to actually have tiny homes to be a viable solution in D.C.? I think the biggest thing is organizing for in my backyard people, creating a network where they say, this is something that I want to see happen in D.C. and really really fight for that with the government and zoning requirements and saying, hey, we want this to be an option and we want to help the housing crisis in this way. Another thing is just, it's literally just dedication from people and organizations willing to put in the work to make this possible. If there was someone who was really dedicated and wanted to create a tiny home community and they were able to find the land, then that would be amazing. Um, It's very difficult to do so. But it's, you know, that's something that could be looked into. Another idea is to use existing infrastructure. So there are townhomes in D.C. Could that be something that we could add support services to to help people get affordable housing with support services that would allow them to come out of homelessness and have their own place to live? There's also apartment living. Could an organization come in and use an apartment as affordable housing for people experiencing homelessness and provide the services necessary. The big draw of Eden Village, as they say, is that it's a community and the residents are able to be good neighbors to each other. So we just look at what what does being a good neighbor look like in D.C. and just adapt it in that way could be a possibility. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Hannah Loader and Cappuccino for being here. Yes, thanks for having us. And before you head out, some quick news. 
D.C.'s got a brand new holiday to celebrate. Today, October 11th, has officially been dubbed Bradley Beal Day after the Washington Wizards all-star point guard, Bradley Beal. Beal has been with the Wizards since 2012 and is known for his service to the community. He helped refurbish the Banneker basketball courts and mentors young students across the city. Meanwhile, Tippity Witchy Island, yep, that's its name, is for sale in the Chesapeake, and it's got a real tipsy past. The island once housed a secret bordello and distillery after the Civil War when most places in Alexandria were forced to close. The island's $2.1 million price point includes a house, a beach, and a heated swimming pool. Also, DC's public library is holding its second annual evil laugh contest. Think you've got what it takes? Record a 10-second video of your best spooky laugh before October 21st and send it DCPL's way. We'll include the link in our show notes. Trophies will be awarded in several categories, such as Best Vocals, Art Direction, and Best Dramatic Performance. And lastly, this episode is part of a citywide media project this week to highlight the homelessness crisis in D.C. Look up the Homeless Crisis Reporting Project to see more great local journalism from our colleagues around town. We'll link to the main page in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast D.C., If you have not already, please hit that subscribe button and do us a favor and ask just one of your friends to check us out, too. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then. I've never introduced a cat before, but I love it. I love it. (laughs) 